0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash with amex. Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy. He's letting us know I am in with one of my favorite weekly seg- segments. I'm with my main man Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. What's up, JP? Hey, how are you?
1: Doing pretty well how about are, you, are you
0: just saying that or are you really good No huh I'm it, in pretty good mood it has been it has been pretty busy <laughs> that, that is for sure <laughs> how are you uh, keeping up with, with things? things everything's good uh
1: yeah got a uh, more volleyball tonight and then uh got some high school football Friday and be able to get out to a game so that's that's a nice thing about the uh, the Wednesday Saturday splits um,
0: don't have to worry about Friday nights but uh yeah um it's uh, another week. I am now all of a sudden available for, <laughs> yeah. for a Friday night now that uh, Westside will receive a forfeit from Omaha, Brian as Omaha, Brian and Benson will sit the week out yeah. with forfeitures after their little co-curriculars last week. So, yeah, that's I don't know who I'm going to go see now. <laughs> that's Maybe a tough do deal. I just do I just sit at home and be quiet or do I try to get out? That, that, that's a decision you have to make. You gotta, I know. I was, to, I was waiting for a little nudge, nudge, wink, wink, like try to get on out. There aren't there a ton of great games. Especially in the Metro. Um, you know, there are a couple I, that I, could Bell be West interesting. Bell has got to go to Columbus.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which should be interesting. I, I'm looking at North Platte at Millard West just because I haven't seen North Platte. It's yeah. a possibility for me. But um, yeah, it's, there aren't any games that jump off the schedule. Like, oh, this is you have to go to this one. Sure. Could have used last Friday off. Yeah right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there was were, there, were, there was plenty going on. A couple of a statements sent. We may maybe should start with the news of the day. If you're a if you're a metro or state of the Nebraska football fan with uh, Nebraska flipping. Now uh, this started to leak like the last day and a half. I think people were waiting for confirmation. I can't imagine it went over well in Manhattan. Yeah. uh With that coaching staff, but. Nebraska flips Gage Stinger from K State to Nebraska. That's a, that's a good in-state get for them.
1: Yeah, and it looks like they're kind of viewing him as that uh that Jojo uh Doman Nickel type of linebacker that's kind of between a safety and between a linebacker. So that's that's probably where he fits best just based on his uh size and um kind of the way he plays. It'll be interesting to see kind of um how he does at the next level, and they they've obviously got Isaac Gifford at that spot. They've got uh, Javen Wright there, um, so he'll kind of fit in with those guys and uh, battle for playing time there. But uh, yeah, I mean, with <laughs> with Nebraska's class as small as it is, um, and them kind of struggling to fill it out, even um, why not take a chance on an in-state guy that you know can play football really well and see how uh, how he does for you?
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of comps. I'm not sure I agree with any of them so far. Yeah. Um, I've heard the JoJo Doman. I don't love. I don't like that one. Um, I've heard Luke Reimers. I certainly don't like that one. Um, do you kind of have a comp maybe for, for what you think he is? And and he's he's a he's a good athlete, obviously. Yeah. If he's, he's played wide receiver, he's played quarterback. Um, he's going to go from safety to linebacker probably uh, at the at the next level if he can grow into that size. Do am I being? Do you not like those comps? Or are you with me in that? Like.
1: Yeah, um, I I don't know that he's quite as explosive as those guys or even uh, Isaac Gifford, um, who's off the charts uh, athletically, testing-wise. So I don't know that um, he's the same exact type of guy as them, uh, just in terms of how he's going to test out. But um, I think that's where... K-State did have him at
0: a 4-6. We'll see on short area burst and kind of his vertical, which is where... The Giffords, the yeah. Domans, and certainly Luke Reimer excel yeah. very sudden yeah. with their change of direction.
1: And so that's – he's not the same type as players then, but he can do – I think he can play that role and give yeah. them so, some uh, some different things in that spot just with his versatility and um, his instincts and all that kind of stuff.
0: Coming off uh, – we'll see how serious the injury is. That, they man. will be without – They Miller South will be without Stanger's services – at least in the short term, yeah. I put him in the category of about three guys, maybe four, that you can ill afford to lose that mean the most to their team. He is in the same, for as good as Millard yeah. South Skill is, with Taylor and the gasaways and, and, and everybody Nash, else, yeah. Nash. He's, he's the guy that makes
1: those guys go. Exactly. All those guys kind of fit around and are when, when Gage is out there just playing his game, they're allowed to do what they do really well. You don't have to kind of over-rely on any one of those guys to kind of carry the load. And Christian Nash had a, a, a good game against Fremont, um, kind of picked up the load when uh, Stenger went down. Um, so at 13 carries, 169 yards, a couple of scores. Um, so that's that's the kind of performance they're going to need from him moving forward. They're going to have to rely on, on that halfback run game a little bit more uh, as opposed to just kind of spreading you out and uh, letting Stenger kind of pick you apart and get it to all the different weapons, uh, depending on um, the, the look on that down. But um, they, they've got plenty of talent here. They'll they'll be able to finish the uh, the, the regular season strong here, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. kozil has got a few snaps here and there because of the situations they've been in. Um, the question is, how long-term is it?
0: Yeah, I would put him in the discussion of indispensable. He belongs in the Dom Rizak, uh, the Vince Genitone, kind of the one guy that that offense needs for kind of everybody else to do what they do. It, it um, again, and they probably have more athleticism than the two aforementioned teams. Yeah, although West Side is close in terms of their matchups. But I still would give the nod to Miller South just because they're older. I was going to say, yeah, the, the experience edge there kind of pushes them over. Um, but uh, that that's a big one. It changes the dynamics, in my opinion. It, it I would think if he doesn't play, and we'll say, let's just say it's the next couple of weeks, that's okay. But if it leaks into the playoffs, yeah. I don't think you can make them the favorite. I don't think so either, and especially maybe they can get through
1: around maybe two, but once you get there to the semis, you get there to when you're playing the other elite teams. I mean, he was, was for as for as, yeah. for as good as the skill
0: guy was, he was the difference versus Bellevue w- West. He, he was, was the, the best, best player. player on
1: the field. He was the best player in the four against Bel- <laughs> on the field against Bellevue <laughs> West. He was the best player on the field against Elkhorn South. Um, like he was the difference in those games, and without him. Um, those games probably go a, a little bit differently.
0: Yeah, so the Elkhorn South, the Preps, the Bellevue Wests, yeah. the West Sides, everybody kind of perks up a little bit, and it's like, uh, huh, yeah. that's a it, great equalizer, which is good and bad. It yeah. lets you know that uh, he's definitely the the engine, but you never want to see you know great players like that sideline for any length of time. So hopefully he comes back. Well, because you, you want to be able to win and compete against the best when they're at their best. Yeah. And I know it's it's sports and guys get hurt and there are injuries, but, I mean, if you if you want to call yourself the best, you'd like to beat the best when they're at their best. Yeah, and that's really kind of looking at it. Um, there have been some injuries for teams, but that's
1: really the only one right now that you look at kind of the contenders, the the ones that really have a shot at winning a state title that has a, a, a key, key player on the shelf right now. So hopefully... Uh, They'll be able to get back here um, uh, once they get to the postseason.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I think if if you're if you're Millard South, right, you are going to rely on your depth because uh, you do have some other options. If you're if you're Bellevue West, you're thinking, okay, he single handedly did kill us. We have made some adjustments defensively since then, but didn't you know? I'm watching that Bellevue West Millard West game. Well, I don't know. Defensively, Bellevue West has some concerns that they've really got to shore up. Yeah, it was
1: a 55-31 win for Bellevue West. So, yeah, offense just fine. Uh, they, I mean, O.J. Richardson did what he did. 223 and three scores. Luke Johansson played really well. Yeah. And and that's kind of... i not surprised there. Millard West kind of struggles a little bit in the back end after watching them against Lincoln East. Um, but he... um 15 for 19 for 296 and three scores. It ran it in for another touchdown. He had 100 yards plus for both tight ends, uh, Helms and Michael Riley-Ducker. Helms had 183 yards receiving. So um, the offense is clicking just fine. Um, Like you said, though, the question is, uh, can they prevent other teams from scoring? And 31 points is probably more than uh, I'm sure Michael Hoffman was happy to give up. Tell you what, you
0: bring up Coach Upman and defense. It's strange to hear those two things come in the same sentence, <laughs> yeah. but without it, he really can't be who he'd like to be as the head coach of that team. He's gonna he's gonna need them to get a few stops. I just and I know North Platte did it and we'll get to them. They out they out Lincoln East Lincoln East. <laughs> Game of which, the week in Class A. Eh? Which was crazy, but you can't give up 41 points to North Platte, in my opinion. So, this one is really all about matchups, right? There are some explosive offenses uh, if you get the wrong matchup, right? Maybe not super high end teams, but teams that can deal you fits if you're not on your A game defensively a Papillion, a, a Lincoln East. Teams that can can cause you some fits scheme-wise if you're not sound on defense, regardless of who you are. Yeah, and we're hitting the stretch run now where, at this point, teams
1: are pretty close to what they're going to be, barring any serious injuries late, as (laughs) we found out this week. But um, this is kind of where teams have to really start honing in. All right, who are our best guys? Um, What's our best schemes here? They've got to get ready for the postseason because, yeah, you can't win a state title without uh, being able to hold your own on both sides of the ball. Yeah.
0: so when you're taking a look at kind of recapping what happened in the in the top ten, uh, there was some there were a few surprises. Uh, obviously, North Platte and what they did to East. How they did it, yeah. we know that Lincoln East is kind of content, and we'll talk to Coach Gingery, uh on Friday. Is kind of content to trade scores, but that one that one got to be a little much for them, and and, and genitone was doing genitone things. Well, and they had crazy game. So,
1: um just looking at North Platte led 41-31 at the end of the third quarter. Lincoln East went down and scored. They had a chance to go in and take the lead and North Platte picked off uh, Noah Walters at the one with uh, like midway through the fourth quarter and they ran out the clock from there. And converted a fourth and 1, I believe during that stretch, um, just absolutely did what they do. 69 carries for 441 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, on the ground, um, then pass for another score, uh, three for six for 75. So um, that they pass, they spread it around. With, uh, I, I don't know if this is accurate. Um, Max Press has genitone with negative rushing yards, um, but at Colton Tilford with uh, 156 on the ground and Brock Robley, 240 yards.
0: He was the difference,
1: yeah, man, that just a monster performance from him and genitone. Did what he did on defense a little bit and tiltered. Shorten the
0: possessions, right? I mean, you don't want to give an offense like Lincoln East a ton of possessions. And Lincoln East got to get healthy, kind of yeah. outside the numbers, they're receiving core, and, and get those guys back playing uh, at an efficient level. Yeah. Walter's still 412 yards and
1: five scores, but those two interceptions. And um, I think he had only had one on the season coming in. Um, I think it was like 28 to one or something like that. Like crazy ratio. Um, so that's huge. Like for North Platte to go out there and pick him off not once but twice, and especially in a key moment like that, yeah. that really show, that really tells you something about that North Platte team.
0: When you take a look at um, the back half of A that we say is kind of moving closer to the middle, mission accomplished this past week or not so much? Uh, I mean,
1: we weren't going to learn anything about Burke there against Omaha South. That was a 70-21 win. Um, Although we do like the direction they're trending, though. Just uh Donovan Moody, four touchdowns on five carries. Not bad. 112 yards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we call that
0: efficient.
1: Yeah. Very efficient from Donovan Moody. Yeah. Just kind of get your work done early there mm-hmm. so you can go, <laughs> go have fun after that. But uh, um, so and then um, North Platte Lincoln East, we saw kind of that game there. North Platte kind of edging ahead there. And then Columbus quietly hanging on there, six and one. Um, and the fifty-five twenty win over Omaha Northwest. Now it'll get much tougher this week.
0: Yeah, with um, West
1: hosting Bellevue West. Uh, that that game got a little frisky last year. Um, uh, Houseman showed some things, and uh, so, but I mean, that, that that's a tough way to uh, to go here. But still, six and one. They've had a great season so far, um, and, and they've been on a roll lately. So um, that's kind of looking at Sauters poll. That's a, the the bottom four there uh, of the top ten. Um, I think. I was at the Gretna um, Elkhorn South game. Yeah, Um, That was probably the other really good game of the week. Um, And, man, Elkhorn South, just the toughness they show there. They, they, They show they belong
0: in the top five at this point. Yeah, see, I think, I feel like I've said this for like the last three weeks, so maybe I'm just trying to speak it into existence. That's the one team that I would least like to play that doesn't get the attention of everyone else. You have to commit yeah. to playing a certain way against them, and they know who they are as a team, perhaps better than anyone in the, maybe the top six or seven. Well, question for you. Elkhorn um,
1: South and Creighton Prep, what do you kind of see as different? They're both kind of similar, uh, somewhat limited passing attacks, but really good rushing attacks,
0: um, a little so, tough on defense. I think. I think for Prep, the difference is their size up front. Right. They they're built to handle a team like Elkhorn South. And if it came down to throwing the football, prep has evolved into a team that has become very efficient in the passing game. Um, Elkhorn South isn't quite there yet. They probably have more answers up front for a guy like Maverick Noonan uh, and how they would shorten the possessions in those games. And if they needed to throw it, I actually think they could. They've 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 come a long way in terms of the efficiency in their passing game. Now, they're not going to throw it around the yard, but they're more than capable. Thomas Lighton is a dangerous receiver. Another hundred yard, six catches, one hundred
1: twenty-seven yeah. yards. Uh, again, it, it was against Lincoln Northeast, forty-eight, ten, one for Crane Prep this week. But they're five and two. Elkhorn South is six and one, right there, at, um, five and four respectively.
0: There, so um, both those teams are, that, are playing that's well a, right now. They they really are, and. Uh, that that one that would be fun to watch. That game would probably be played in about an hour and forty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be about you know fourteen possessions between the teams. But uh, I, for some reason, and I don't know if it's because I think Elkhorn South is so battle tested, coming off their experience in the playoff run last year in the state finals against Westside, or what. But when it comes to identity, I think theirs is the clearest. And, and and it's portable. They run the ball. They stop the run. They have good special teams. It's not just an overstatement. I, I don't know. I those are, Neither one of those teams <laughs> I would really enjoy playing. You better commit to playing a certain way with either one of them.
1: Yeah, and, man, Elkhorn South, uh, props to uh, um, Maverick Noonan for stepping up when he did. The, uh, I thought Gretna had a really good game plan to kind of take – uh noonan out of the game somewhat to limit his impact at least where they're running a lot of screens a lot of quick game um getting the ball out before um noonan had a chance to to get in the backfield and i i also thought zane flores showed some real mobility to keep plays alive Uh, he did a good job of kind of dancing back there in in the pocket getting out to the edge to make some throws um but biggest biggest play of the game uh well first Noonan chases uh, Flores down and tackles him at the line when he had uh, some green grass ahead of him to pick up some yardage. And then on the next play, sack, fumble, uh, Elkhorn South recovers. Um, They're up one at that point. Um, So you think, oh, we're going to run the clock out here. Well, um, Cole Boward had other plans. He broke about three or four tackles, dragged the safety uh, about five yards uh, at the second level and then ran into the end zone for the touchdown. And you're thinking... Well, um, you probably wanted him to go down uh, at, at the goal line in that situation, but uh, as a high school kid, y- you see the end zone in front of you. Uh, you got to go score that. Um, but you kind of worry there about giving the ball back to Flores there with, with still some time on the clock, but uh, props to the Elkhorn South defense for stiffening up again and uh, kind of shutting that drive down.
0: Yeah, it was interesting to see kind of Gretna get away from their offensive game plan in the second half, and it's not just as easy as saying – hey, you know what, they took their foot off the gas. I know that's what some of their fan base thought. But Elkhorn South really did adjust in terms uh-huh. of how they wanted to play it.
1: Well, and they gashed them with that screen, with those screen passes early on, and they shut them down yeah. in the second half. Made, that was a great adjustment by Elkhorn a nice South.
0: adjustment. I, and sometimes, you know, it's interesting. It's like, well, Gretna has been that team. You think they would just choose not to be that team yeah. in the second half? Like, Elkhorn South had a lot to do it, with it. And
1: Flores had two just – beautiful throws on third downs on the same drive, including a touchdown um, on a great move by uh, Joe Roll to kind of put the corner uh, in the turf. Um, and But he didn't have a lot of time where he could stand back there and make those throws deep down the field because of the threat of Noonan coming off the edge.
0: So when you're taking a look at like things that you learned, was it learned or reinforced after last week? Was it things just reinforced?
1: Yeah, um, I, I think it's probably more that route. Um, you you kind of wondering there about Gretna versus Elkhorn South. I think Elkhorn South proved it, um, proved itself big time in that game. Um, the way they finished that thing out, and Gretna is still very good. They they belong. They're they're six again this week, and they belong in that that top six. I think. Um, I think there aren't many teams that are going to be able to succeed against Gretna the same way that Elkhorn South did because there aren't a lot of teams that have a Maverick Noonan that you have to worry about um so I I think Gretna very much does belong in that mix um which is kind of what I thought going in but that just reinforced even though they didn't get the win um the the Lincoln East North Platte game was definitely interesting you kind of felt like Lincoln East had been on a roll um but there are questions there about the the viability of the running game and and the defense there, especially with uh kind of one of their top guys out right now.
0: When you're looking at Class B and having your mind changed, man, hard not to be impressed with both Bennington and Plattsmith. I almost want to be as impressed with Waverly for doing it week yeah. in week out against top notch opponents. But Plattsmith had more critics than Waverly going into this one, and I think they answered the dinner bill. We could start with Elcord and 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 Bennington.
1: Yeah. Really impressive performance by Bennington.
0: It's uh, a good it's a good football team. <laughs> yes, man. it
1: is. is. forty-nine fourteen was the final was thirty five nothing at halftime. And I, I don't think either one of us were totally shocked by that. Um, just and at this point, I think Bennington has, has proven itself to be the class of that class. And the way they're just running through good teams right now. Dylan mostock again, buck 92, four scores. just so ho-hum, just another day in the office. He's up, he's, he's a quote, uh, approaching 1,700 yards rushing on the season um, on almost 200 carries. Uh, so pr- pretty special player right there. And Trey Bird, again, stepping up and doing what they needed to it's just it's whatever they need right yeah and Caden Bloom's a really good receiver as well he went over 100 yards receiving in this game so he's got a really good number one target there and obviously the threat of that running game opens a lot and then he
0: can beat you with his legs too on a third down if you don't account for him hard to be tough on Elkhorn right yeah but that would one- look like just simple physics that was that's a really good team across the board in, in Bennington I just don't think Elkhorn could match them and all the areas on on a given football field
1: yeah no like I guess I, I think Bennington and they've got a couple guys on defense too Austin Holtz had another really good game at linebacker um they've got a few guys that can make uh, an impact on that side of the ball too so it is a complete football team and Elkhorn as we know Lost a heck of a lot from last year, and they still got guys that are kind of new uh, in roles here that are establishing themselves.
0: So when you look at what Plattsmith was able to do versus Waverly, you know, uh, extremely battle tested, just doing what Plattsmith does. You talk about identity. You think you don't know that bu- that bunch doesn't know who they are.
1: Well, how about the way they won it though? Um, <laughs> you, but you talk about identity. Obviously, running running the ball, and that's what they did again. Uh, Christian Manessas, 25 carries for 233 yards Wash, and a touchdown.
0: Rinse, repeat.
1: But it wasn't Manessas uh, for the game winning play. Um, they went to the air with their third quarterback and he found uh, um, a game winning touchdown there uh, at, at the goal line. Um, heck of a throw and catch there, especially in that moment. Um, I'm sure everybody's thinking, um, like, obviously they're worried about the run game and. Um you wouldn't expect to ha- have to defend a game winning pass like that, but that credit to uh Fitzpatrick for coming in and um three for three for thirty one yards and yeah. a game winning touchdown.
0: You call that efficient? Yeah.
1: Um, a lot of a lot people- of people Kramer will be back soon, but uh they, they keep finding ways to win no matter who's taking snaps behind the
0: center. Which may ultimately um Matter as yeah. they get further down the season, they may need to add a different sort of passing dimension. But up until then, I think they'll cross that bridge when they come. A lot of people compare Maestik and and Manessis, and their their stats are eerily eerily similar. You uh one ninety two for one thousand six hundred seventy four yards, eight seven a carry. Uh, that's two thirty nine a game, <laughs> but in, <laughs> with twenty five touchdowns. But Manessis one hundred seventy six. For 1,608 yards, 9-2 a carry, <laughs> 231 a game, both with seven plus 100-yard games and 25 touchdowns for Manessus. I mean, a piece, 25 a piece for both those guys. They're very, very similar, almost in an airy kind of fashion. You got, you got some special, special players. Um,
1: and, heck, you added... Rashad Madden, who's missed a couple of games for Ralston, quietly um, kind of continuing to do his thing. Yeah, because big Ralston Hasn't been winning, but I mean, uh, lost his cut this week. 30 carries for 216 yards and two touchdowns. He did what he could. Um, and he missed a couple of games for the Rams. Good to see him back out there. But th- there's some special talent at running back, particularly in Class B this year.
0: So you, mo- you want my, who do you think is my Columbus of Class B? The team that we've, the record looks good. We're trying to get a little bit of a litmus test. Seward? Seward. Yeah. <laughs> and another That's, good game, though. Is. It is, right? I mean, because we I, we liked Beatrice. Yeah. And and Seward gets it done 28-26. That's a good call. You know exactly yeah. who I was going to say. Well, and
1: and Seward marched down and won the game at the end, scored with a minute, uh, less than a minute to go. um Gavin Suckup found uh Micah Hackbert uh, for a 22 yard score um to go ahead um late for Seward. So props to them. Elliot Jorgens had a monster game for Beatrice 15 carries for 143. It's, and all, three it's all in the name on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> three, three catches for 63 yards and another score. Plus, he had a tackle for loss on defense. Like, just doing it all for them in that game but um again 28 26 was the final on that one uh props to to Seattle, uh to seward for continuing to win now
0: um the six yeah, and they one. run it to six and one yep six and one and uh kind of like hey here, here we are <laughs> we're, we're here not a chance to make a lot of statements late but can kind of hold serve yeah and that's i mean that's how you can have, you can only play I think they on your York schedule. this week right yep. is that what they have They do yep and then, uh, so, is it is now the time? Or do we wait another couple of weeks where we said, hey, remember when this team started 0-2 and we said, eh, don't throw dirt on them yet. Yeah, they're used to kind of some slow starts. They've had a tough schedule playing an A schedule early. Here comes Aurora. Yep. <laughs> it's is- Keep hanging around. There's a lot of people's preseason top two, three, and back up five and two now,
1: back up to um, number three in uh, NEB Preps poll. So, and it's
0: a good football team. Five wins in a row. And And apparently, North Platte is really good, right? One of their early seasons. No shame about that. (laughs) So, Um, you just chalk it up.
1: 43-14 win uh, against Hastings this week and they've got an interesting one uh coming up uh against Grand Island Northwest and who 24-17 win over York they did get Sam Hartman back so that was good
0: changes um, the way that they can play a yeah. little bit at least having some offensive options
1: yeah so uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of or handle that kind of dual uh quarterback guy that does it all for them so um chance again for Aurora just to put another good uh resume or Put a, another good uh, result on, on their schedule as they march towards the postseason here. But yeah, they're they're looking pretty strong here.
0: Going to get a good seed too because they played a, that tough Ske- early yeah. schedule. Um, where is uh, the where are the showmies this week for you? Is it really just Columbus and Bellevue West, or what do you think? Uh, um, yeah, that's in terms of teams trying to to move up
1: um there aren't a lot that that have a chance to really kind of make a statement from kind of the lower half uh, of the top 10. Um, I, I guess that Grand Island Northwest um, like we just talked about with Aurora um, if they could get that um, obviously Beatrice uh, is hosting Plattsmith. Smith um, if they could pull something off there that could turn around after back-to-back losses.
0: I, I uh, wonder about Beatrice being able to score I mean, you're going to need probably 20 minimum. I I just don't know if I could see Beatrice scoring that offensively, short of maybe Platsmith turning the ball over. Yeah, because it it was impressive what
1: Platsmith did defensively uh, against Waverly. Totally shut down that running game for the most part.
0: Cole Murray kind of bottled up. Um, Um, Tough kid, though. Oh, goodness. (laughs) It, again. <laughs> he's a tough, he took some shots in that one, and he, he just keeps coming. You can tell winners used to win. Winners win, right? He just he's just going to keep staying the course. But
1: man, Waverly is a tough four and three right there. <laughs> I, I mean, look at those losses yeah. again. Class B—that's this—is that, this what happens when you have a, a class that shrinks as much as B has over the last few years. Is um. <laughs> there's a, a limited number of teams that are in the mix
0: and they're playing each other a lot. It's like you, you look at, and, you know, listen, it's not like we're flying the the Waverly banner, but they lost to Scott, they lost to Elkhorn, mm-hmm. and they lost to Platsman. And that I'm was saying, a healthy was Scott no team. That was that. week two when Scott was kind of clicking along and we thought that Scott was pretty good. And it was in double overtime you're right I mean that 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 took a little bit of time so for you where are you heading on Friday I I think I'll probably do the North
1: Platte I need to see genitone play in person um haven't got a chance to see them so a couple of the other ones that could be interesting but I think I've seen at least one of the teams so um I, I think that's probably where I'm gonna head
0: well, I don't know where I'll be. Should I stay at home and enjoy the night off, or make a run? Yeah,
1: you got Southeast at Gretna is kind of intriguing. I, it's I, a big I, one for both of those I, teams. I think
0: Gretna needs that from a confidence standpoint yeah. heading into, um, you know, a potential good playoff seating. That would go a long way. And Southeast needs it for a little bit of litmus. Cause my, I'm looking at the quality wins on Southeast yep. roster. They, they've Gretna would be one. That I think that they can go get, and then they close out against uh, Elkhorn South, South too, right? Yeah. Yep. So it's
1: a t- <laughs> t- tough way to to finish the season. <laughs> and, with two, and-, and
0: two total opposite teams to prepare for.
1: Yeah. Um, so that that'll be tough for them. So it's probably a good this week thirty five zero against Bellevue East. Just kind of get yourself ready for the stretch run for for the Knights there. But and probably we should mention it's it's real a uh, shame that Brian Benson game kind of what happened yeah. at the end there, considering Brian. Game-winning field goal, I think it was. Yeah, twenty-four snapped twenty-one
0: a, at the as time expired. The
1: twenty-three game losing streak the, yeah. the Bears did, um, so that that should have been cause for celebration um, and a great story. And unfortunately, just with what happened after the game, um, that's not the case.
0: Yeah, district made the decision. They neither team Benson nor Bryan will be playing this week. So West Side and I believe it was Millard North uh, for Benson will now have the night off. Yeah. Was it Miller North that Benson had? Uh that I could be. I didn't mark that one down. <laughs> <laughs> I use I, I try to I I try to commit it to memory. Um and I almost thought for sure it is Millard somebody. Let me take a look see here, just so we can close out on a on an accuracy note. It would ha- yeah, it would have been Millard North. So uh Millard North now will go to two and six. Outside chance maybe. Makes next week must win for them. Uh, to get the three wins in the district, because currently they are fourth, and they've got, coming off that loss to Grand Island, uh, and they'll close with. I'm just taking a look at Miller North schedule here, which is interesting. Time of the forfeit, they will they will close at Oh So yeah, district seeding points will matter. <laughs> uh, fantastic show as uh, we get ready to roll the music. We'll see what happens next week as we inch closer to state playoffs, district seedings. We'll learn a lot, man. Fantastic show. That's Jacob Padilla. I am Damon Benning. We'll, we'll be back next week with Nebraska Preps postgame.
1: Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla.
0: A at Media Production.